0: Crosstalk. The unintentional transfer of signals between communication channels. A casual conversation. This is Video Game Crosstalk, episode 018, a monthly podcast of gamers talking about tech, science, and whatever else comes to mind. I'm your host, Anthony Rossi, and with me this week is owner and creator of Gamerborn Clothing, Lee Mercutt. Lee, thanks for joining me.
1: That's no problem. Yeah, it's been a long time, Quinn. We're glad to finally be on your podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. We've talked many months ago yeah,
1: about you yeah, coming up. Many months.
0: But uh, scheduling things is incredibly difficult at times. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: definitely.
0: Yeah. Uh, as we were talking before we started recording, I had originally planned on doing this every other week as a bi-weekly podcast. But life just got too chaotic. I had to drop it down to once every month. And then we were actually supposed to get together last month for this. Uh, yeah. So if you're listening to this now, you may have noticed there's been quite a long Pause without an episode being released. Uh, a few other guests unfortunately had to fall through, but as it turns out, Gamer Born Clothing appears to be so successful for Lee that he got his kitchen remodeled.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Not 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 that successful to fully pay off the kitchen, but <laughs> yeah, not with all the things that the wife were picking. No, <laughs> oh, of course. So, Gamer
0: Born Clothing. Yep. Uh, why don't you give me a quick little pitch on what that's all about?
1: Um, well, basically, at the time, I was working for a, a company um, doing marketing. And all my, my history before that was basically just graphic design constantly, right since uh, from when I'd left uh, university, even before then as well, okay. like, through college. And I'd sort of lost touch with the, doing the graphic side of things. And then um, I had my son, what were well, basically... <laughs> I was on paternity leave, and I just thought to myself, "This, I want to buy a, a baby crow with something game gaming related on it, and I'd go on there and it'd say uh, new players entered the game, or and, and I think that was so, that was pretty much it. Just, something yeah.
0: gamer related because chances are your child is also going to be a gamer.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he's already into it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, I'm uh, my best. So, all right, so go on, go ahead.
1: Um, and I couldn't really find anything, so then I just started coming up with, I, I just basically had a, an app on my phone, and I decided to get a few images off the internet and just start designing on this app on my phone. Um, and it just went from, from there, really. Um, at the time, my wife's boss, he's um, and he's still working with Minara, actually. It's, it's basically just me and him, really, we're gamer-born. Um, there was one other person... Mm-hmm. That was helping out with other stuff, but he's sort of gone it's just it's only two of us really at the at the minute um but he's he's always been a t shirt printer and also printing mugs and just just all sorts really okay so i I thought I'll, I'll get in touch with him see if he can make some for my for my son um so we just did that they came out brilliantly at the same time. my wife's mate had a uh a kid as well, so we decided to do three for him, which was the a super cute entertainment uh, baby grow, um, I drop epic loot, and I can't remember. There was another one that I did, but we did all we did all three of them for their son that was being born. Because they loved them, I just thought, right, I'm just gonna have to push this uh, further. Really, I then bought a proper PC so I could properly start designing at home, um, and it, it just t- took off from there. Really, everyone would just seem to give in uh, good feedback on it, and yeah, it just.
0: So this started with you doodling on an app on your phone. Uh, did, yeah,
1: yeah, basically. <laughs> was, that, uh, that's
0: pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, um, just while I, well, as, as you probably know, when babies um, are born, that's all they like to do is sleep, feed, sleep, feed. <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically
0: yeah. all that they have done. So, a right, quick side note: um, your son is this your only child?
1: Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so, and for me, my son Jacob, he just turned one about a, a week or so yeah. ago. So for you and I, we were both first-time parents, uh, yeah, and I can assure you, all of the things that all of your friends and family, they tell you about a first-time parent and what it's like to be a first-time parent. everything is true. With more exaggeration, like there's nothing <laughs> yeah. that my friends and family could have told me for me to witness the the absoluteness of it yeah, all. Yeah, you so, never,
1: never quite never quite expect
0: So in the first few months, really, all they do is eat and sleep. Yeah. That is and cry. Yeah, to, sleep, to be
1: crying, and that, and that's it. And then, so in that time where you know you've you've you fed them, and then they go down to sleep for a couple of hours. The, I mean, the, the first. God yeah, willing, it's a couple hours. Yeah, the, the the first the first sort of week of, of paternity, or the first two weeks of that paternity that you you've got um, off, it's it's just a lot of the times just sat around looking at watching them sleep. I mean, it's it's after them, when they start to grow up, is that when your wife sort of got (laughs) that year or nine months of of growing up and the Mm hard work sort of of kicks in. Really, you should take your paternity a little bit later, to be quite honest. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I ran into a very odd situation when Jacob was born. My in-laws, some of the greatest in-laws ever, (laughs) ever possible, they drove out from... Uh, Wisconsin so here in the US uh, we live in the Northeast corner yeah. uh, in New York and my wife and her family they are from Wisconsin which is the northern border but right smack in the middle uh, yeah. of the continent yeah. so they got in the car and they drove 16 17 hours worth of travel uh, immediately just because they want to be there to support and they being that far away we only see each other on different vacations or holidays, Uh, so they soak up any time they can and it was already agreed upon that they would come out, like, at the drop of a hat as soon as the baby was born because there is no predicting or planning a childbirth unless you're going through a (laughs) C-section. So, they come through, they come through like almost immediately, and they take care of everything for us. They do an amazing job. And like you said, my wife, she was doing the breastfeeding, yeah. and my father-in-law, he's fixing everything in the house. My mother-in-law, <laughs> she's weeding in the garden and taking care of everything else. Yeah. You know, I'm still pitching in, of course, for you know the basic housework <laughs> yeah. and stuff, but after a while, I'm just kind of sitting in their living room, just kind <laughs> of looking around, <laughs> yeah. and there was a, a local Comic-Con going on that weekend. Yeah. And I'm, I had kind of sort of made plans with a friend of mine, and I had gotten, as I call it, executive clearance to attend the conference
1: from my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, you know. That's it, not just...
0: Right. She's just like, as long as the baby's not born, you know, go ahead, I'll give you a call if anything happens. Yeah. I said, okay. So the Comic-Con comes, and I'm just sitting on the chair, <laughs> just thinking, um, this is going to sound really odd and terrible, yeah. but do you need me here? <laughs> and everyone had a good laugh uh, because, of course, the ridiculousness of that request. Um, your child was just born. Spend time with your child. But at the same time, the no. Grandma is soaking up all the baby time that she can. Yeah. And I don't dare take any time away because I know that these times are going to be few and far between yeah. for yeah. her. So they're soaking up all the child time they can. Grandpa's soaking up all the t- child time that he can mm-hmm. my wife is laid up on the couch or in the bed getting whatever little bit of rest that she can piece together yeah
1: I mean, I suppose, I after we joke about also it also the fact that they, they live you say 17 hours away so it's yes. not as if i mean they'd be coming on i mean our regular basis would they be coming to see you as well i mean it's different in our sort of country because we can be halfway you say about halfway across the country we could be there in what three hours or something like
0: that <laughs> right right you know it's, it's not that big of a deal yeah. but uh, this vast distance yeah so I'm letting them soak up as much baby time as they can so after joking about it we actually said you know what Anthony if you want to take off <laughs> go for yeah. it Get off. <laughs> so as awkward as it was it was well you know what let you guys enjoy yourselves mm-hmm. and don't have me staring at you the entire time or pacing around looking for something to yeah. do I just kind of went off and did it and it it, in an odd way, it worked out. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone's happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone's happy. So, I mean, I still love telling that story because, on the surface, it's like terrible parenting. <laughs> it's like one of the worst things that you could request. But when you go through all the details, eh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it all works it, out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's... Oh,
0: all right. So, how long has Gamer Born Clothing um, been active? Oh. Like, as. As a full time gig,
1: it's full time. It's hard, it's hard to sort of tell, really. <laughs> so, because okay, my, my, son's, my son's three tomorrow, actually. Is um, <laughs> oh hey, happy birthday! Yeah. By the time this comes out, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so in an hour and a half from, from now in our, in our country, it's uh, it's his oh, birthday. yes, <laughs> so I'm sat like in my living room at the minute with massive dinosaur balloons and a big three. <laughs> oh, have, fantastic! Say that. So, yeah, so basically. That's that's it, really. So it's three years since that that week from when I started thinking about it. um It's hard to tell when it really started. I mean, I, probably I'd say two years, maybe, because the, the first year I was coming up with the designs, I was trying to mm-hmm. build some sort of website to, to put them on. I mean, I started out just sticking them on eBay and, and things like that. um But it was hard to sort of come across as sort of a professional outfits so i i wanted a website that could do the the clothing and everything justice um, because mm-hmm. i'm really happy with um, me and the work me and Kevin do to to get the quality high of the, the baby grows and the print and making sure mm-hmm. you know i don't think we've had one bad word said about our um our clothing since we started so i'm I'm quite quite pleased with that um, so, it? I mean, it, it took, it took that, that year to sort of get everything right, build everything and then, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just in this, in this path. Yeah. I mean, and even I this past am, year, I, I
0: was able to purchase a few items, uh, a while back. I yeah. did get the, uh, the super cute entertainment, yeah. uh, which by the way is done in the style of the old super Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, logo. Yeah. And it looks fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's what I wanted. I just wanted sort of play on words, but mm-hmm. <laughs> not not mm-hmm. just the um, new players entered the, the game sort of stuff. I wanted right. people to get the little in-jokes, if you know what I mean, and that's why that's spread oh, yeah. into the, the adult clothing, so you've got mm-hmm. uh, more of the, the, fa- the fashion tees where it's not saying, it's not just got the logo of a game on. Someone would notice if it's like a the fallout design we've got is the dcr um in right. city radio commonwealth someone would sort of give you a little bit of a nod to say oh i, I know what that t-shirt is all about but you're not shouting out mm-hmm. about it I, I quite i quite like that idea so
0: have you with specific games like fallout so the dcr if mm-hmm. you do you have any trouble skirting around any type of copyright or like getting too close to an in-game logo? Have you run into any of those issues? Um, as far as like licensing is concerned, no,
1: I've not run into into anything. Okay, yeah. touch, touch wood, fingers crossed, anything like that. I mean, right. I've, I've seen I've seen companies go, and I don't I don't know how they um they don't sort of get done for it i mean mean, i've seen companies using nuka cola logos and everything like that without licensing and saying it's inspired by um but anything anything that i personally design um i i always check up of any sort of copyright and anything anything like that any phrases or or anything i make sure 100 percent that i don't want anything any sort of uh, problems. Yeah,
0: it seems like DCR, that's that's a little bit more deeper into the game yeah. rather than just Nuka Cola or like a Vault Tech or something yeah. like that. That's a little more deeper into the game. And it's not like the actual DCR, or I didn't even have any official logo. The, um... It's been a while since yeah. I played four.
1: Uh, it is a boss, since I've played it. As well, um it's, it's, it's yeah. called it's, right. it's called so, Diamond Diamond City Radio. Uh, that's, right. that's the thing. So it was just a play on that, so people could see the DCR, the Commonwealth, and the actual right. graphics, the um, it, uh, the tower, the broadcast signal tower, the right. uh, nuclear explosion behind it. So it's sort
0: yeah, yeah it's, you've got our, all the features, all the elements there. It's like it, yes, this is a Fallout thing. <laughs> And speaking of DCR, uh, when you did the, did you do that quest where you help out the DJ of DCR? I, I did, yeah. I did. Um, uh, did you help him get some confidence, or did you leave him as a whiny, easily uh, thing?
1: I think I helped him get some confidence, but from what I can remember, because it is a while since I've played it, is there, right. is there some sort of confrontation in a bar between two people, in there? From what, from, yes. from what I can remember. And I'm sure both of them ended up dying.
2: It is fallout? Yeah, when, <laughs> those things happen.
1: And when I spoke to my brother not not uh, not long ago, he said, "I don't think that was meant to happen." <laughs> well, you know. And I thought, well, it did. <laughs> so, I said, "Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I just made him go it." Yeah, yeah, it's
0: uh, <laughs> it's fallout. People tend to die <laughs> yeah. in unexpected ways. Yeah. I mean, it's just. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh. Ah. Yeah, so, so I said, "Oh, oh how, did, how did you progress from there?" Then I said, I, 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 "I don't know." So I said, yeah, I'm sure not, not. Both of them are supposed to die. So I, I angered both of them. <laughs> I, I shot one, <laughs> and then somebody else shot the other. <laughs> so it's, eh,
0: it's fine. Yeah, Everything's fine. Oh, it's <laughs> so. Uh, what are you playing right now? Are you Into any games at the current moment?
1: Um, I am playing i'm trying to play uh final fantasy uh, 15 Uh, and i've played about five or six hours of that uh, really enjoying it at the minute um i really need to put more time into it really i've got that much of a a backlog Mm -hmm. um and actually um, i'm playing ghost recon wildlands as well with my with my brother um Oh, nice. In fact, just message me before I come on here saying, uh, "Can I get on to that? So <laughs> I'll probably be playing that yeah. after we've uh, after we finish talking. Excellent! <laughs> you know, I
0: never got in into any of the Ghost Recon games. Um, they look like they're fun.
1: Um, I've, I've not played. I... From I've not played any bef- before before this one, anyway. The fact that me and my brother we, we, we really like to every so often play a co-op game and really sink some hours into it. Um, and that just seemed a really good one to play. Cause we enjoyed playing uh, Far Cry, which one was it? I think is it Far Cry Four was the the co op one, weren't it? Um, on PS4, okay. we we really enjoyed playing that. Um, so we, we we're trying our best to because we're both playing it on PlayStation. We we're, we're trying to platinum it at the minute, um, but it's, a, oh, nice. it's it's a grind. It's a real. It's it's oh, like sorry. it's like um, the problem we're finding with it. Is you know how you you can play um, an RPG such as uh, Diablo, which is another game we've, we've we've stopped halfway through playing just because we were we were finding the grind a little bit uh, tough. We just uh, which is what the game's all about really, it's just doing the same thing, and yeah, trying really to is. get that loot. Um but it's like Ghost Record is like playing that but you're not grinding, you're doing you're doing new missions. You're doing you're in a different okay. place, but you still seem, seem to be doing the same, the same thing. And if it weren't for the, <laughs> if it weren't for the glitches and the bugs, um, and the really stupid things that are happening to us, such as cars flipping into the air and no. you know, <laughs> crashing helicopters and coming away unscathed, just walking, landing on your feet, and just things like that, and asking for an helicopter and I'm putting it inside a building. If it weren't for oh, all geez. this sort of stuff, I think we'd have stopped playing it a long time ago, but we're having a lot of fun with all the uh, bugs and the, the glitches. Oh, well, nice. Which is <laughs> probably not uh, the best thing for <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, speaking of a grind, uh, you may run into a bit of an issue with Final Fantasy XV. Right. Uh, I was uh, able to complete the game, but that definitely had a very grindy monotonous feel to it once it got later on because a lot of the missions were just the the animal hunts uh you've probably yeah. been able to do a few from that one uh what was it hammerhead i think it's yeah, called yeah yeah okay yeah so every outpost that you find has a list of hunts that you can go on and there's just so many hunts uh,
1: yeah and uh, yeah they just they just increase in level don't they if you know, okay. I mean, I found a few that I've um, I've been underpowered or well, under level, sorry, um, at mm-hmm. the minute. Um, so I've had to stop sort of doing them now. But you say, did, did you what? Did you just get more and more as you go along? Or
0: yeah, it just kept getting to more and more higher levels. Some of them, uh, the the beast only comes out at night, so you can they give you the option to just kind of fast track the time, just kind of fast forward yeah. it to to nighttime. you can oh, go find it.
1: Yeah, it could be. Yes, yeah, that's uh, that's a good <laughs> good option. <to> yeah.
0: Have. <laughs> And the most annoying thing that drove, like, me and a few of my friends at the office just absolutely mad was uh, after a while you'll be able to open up this area gold- called the Golden Key. Yeah. And it's this beautiful little resort restaurant down in the lower right-hand corner of the map. And you can drive up to the entrance to it. Yeah. But then you have to walk... For a good minute, minute and a half, That's just to get <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like you and you can't run because the run is just limited to like five, ten seconds.
1: Yeah, it's a before the time runs out. Yeah. Uh,
0: so so I try to run, and he runs for like ten steps. <laughs> And that he stops because apparently, if you're the prince of this magical city, there's no reason for endurance training. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so you just run for a few steps and then you're winded and you can't run again. So that's going to be like the most annoying thing that you'll run into. Well, I'm,
1: I've I've heard that there's um can I play on, play on PlayStation as well. The um, I'm going to eventually try and platinum it because I've heard it's quite an easy one to get. It's it's a long one long one to get but there's no hard trophies apart from one where you have to get um is it gladios gladios is that his name yeah i'm still getting used to the names everybody um he's got a trophy where you have to get him to a certain level and you only levels up if you're running around with him constantly but you don't realise oh, this until after the sort of until the end game, where you've been travelling around in your car everywhere, and he's not leveling up oh. that way. Or if you're on your, your Chocobo, you're not leveling it up either. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to do as much running around as I can early on in the game, knowing that <laughs> that I might be the last trophy for that. I need. <laughs> oh
0: jeez! Oh, that's got to be terrible. Find that right at the end after you've completed everything. Yeah. Oh man! Well, good, good <laughs>
1: you okay. for getting ahead yeah. of it. <laughs> Try my best.
0: <laughs> All right, let's move into some. Uh, let's move into the podcast with some tech news, some yep. tech and science news that we got going on. So the first article that I have listed, and like I mentioned, this is. The first podcast we kind of skipped a month last month, so this one's a little bit on the older side, but I absolutely need to talk about it just because of the hilarity and the practicality of it all. So, over here in the US, our naval submarines will soon be using Xbox controllers for our periscopes, and this is one of those things where it sounds hysterical until you start talking about some of the logistics. So, Lee. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Um, well, when you did send the uh, the link to it, because I've not heard anything about it, um, as you said, it did sound <laughs> just uh, how are they going? How are they going to do that? But then when you actually read into right. it, it does it makes it makes perfect sense. Because I thought to myself, why don't they just use a a, a joystick? <laughs> for, the, for the telescope right. but then it goes into even why you know that is actual what they're using at the minute and, and that's why they're having problems with it and it's just difficult for people to get to grips with especially when people are now used to those uh, the controllers mm-hmm. and this actually goes
0: back a little bit to the episode i had with ash lions uh from gearbox software and how with Particularly first person shooters, gamers that or people that have been growing up with games, we don't even think about controls yeah. at this point. Yeah. You you just have your left and right thumbsticks and you just know what to do. So you have this right now that we're using some type of joystick controller. And I don't know what is in this thing, but it is ludicrously expensive to integrate into this control panel. And the article, which is from Stars and Stripes, is, says that the, uh, I, I need to read this sentence verbatim. The company says the photonic mask hand grip and imaging control panel that costs about 38,000 U.S. dollars can now be replaced with an Xbox controller that typically costs less than $30.
1: Yeah, it makes perfect sense on that, <laughs> So, one, two,
0: three decimal places. <laughs>
1: That's moving. Yeah, nice good. Yeah, makes complete.
0: Like I said, I don't know what is in this joystick, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it goes back to, like I mentioned, if you have grown up in the past 10, yes, 20 years or so, chances are you know how to use a gaming controller. Just... Because, yeah, yeah that's, that's what a lot of modern entertainment is Just on. I've got to tell you, there's not many PC so, players on the, uh,
1: on the subreddit.
0: <laughs> uh, so, uh, sorry, I'm going to have to get a keyboard and mouse for this, <laughs> Periscope, uh, oh, PC Master Race. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a native technology meaning that like we grew up with it, we're familiar with it, we're familiar with the ins and outs and how it all is manipulated. Uh, We're familiar with the placement of all the controls on the device. And if there's any additional, I have no idea how any of these panels operate or if there's any additional uh, information or settings that can be manipulated on this Periscope um oh and i should quickly mention that the periscopes on the newer submarines are not what you would see in the old movies where it's this giant tube that goes straight up out of the uh out of the sub and you kind of spin around in the room trying to look through it if you look at the article it's it's all electronic and computerized it's a digital feed looking at a monitor and you have this officer where he is holding the xbox 360 controller yeah so I just completely derailed my own train of thought right
1: there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when, but, I mean um, but link, one of the things uh, I actually my first thought was um, <laughs> that the submarines must still be using this <laughs> this old style, yeah. yeah. Right. And then I thought, yeah, of course, of course, it's going to be modernised by now. Of course they're going to have massive screens where everyone can see. It's not just going to be one person who's, who's telling everybody else where it yeah. can see,
0: right? And um, one of the other things I thought, as far as convenience is concerned, that you can see that in the picture, the controller's got, I'm guessing, a USB cable, some type of black wire coming out the top and going into the computer. And that reminded me, or I was reminded when I heard about this story, that you can use an Xbox controller for PC gaming, no problem. You just have to download a few Mm -hmm. drivers and it just becomes a new input device so and using the windows operating system i should say so being able to grab a controller pop the appropriate plugs into place make sure that the operating system has the appropriate drivers because trying to access the open internet while you're on some type of military maneuvers probably not the best idea as far as yeah, yeah, security not, is concerned.
1: Not things.
0: Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll do that while we're docked or <laughs> yeah. something. But just being able to pop that in, that's got to be fantastic.
1: It's just yeah, it's just just the pr- the price really um saving right. absolute oh the price is ridiculous it's <laughs> just saving thousands um everyone's used to it i didn't understand i don't understand how complicated this joystick could be that it said it'd take weeks of training or they say hours of training for people to get used I don't to it I don't, yeah how, how complicated this could really? this joystick could be <laughs> for people
0: so yeah, that's one of those things where I'm just going to accept what they tell me as truth yeah, must be and kind to of move on. Right. Oh, and I remember what I was going to say. The placement of the buttons, if there's any other functionality involved in this digital display for the Periscope, there are, I guess I would say, a precedence as far as how to map functionality onto that type of controller as far as like holding down one button or holding down a trigger to press another button or something like that. So like all that functionality is already kind mm-hmm. of set up and like ready to go. It just needs to be modified to fit uh, a viewing yeah. platform such as this. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of those things where it sounds ridiculous yeah. at
1: first, but once you
0: read into it Makes a little sense bit, and that,
1: completely true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty awesome, actually. I would be worried that I'd swap some of the buttons in Map too, though. <laughs> oh. firing, and, uh, firing missiles and all that sort of stuff.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I hope they have a little bit more communication yeah. than just the guy sitting <laughs> behind the periscope screen, <laughs> as far as firing missiles are concerned. But, um, you know. All right, so next article we got. And this is really cool, in my opinion. This is something I'm really excited to talk about. The first floating wind farm built by offshore oil company delivers electricity. So this is an article from Ars Technica. And off the coast of Scotland, they've been posting these floating turbines, floating wind turbines. And as of October 18th, it has begun full operation. So, did you get a chance to check out these videos?
1: Um, I did, I did, yeah. Um, yeah, one of those things where you just don't understand how it can work again, <laughs> but then once it's you, <laughs> it makes perfect sense. <laughs>
0: yeah, that seems to be the theme of, of this episode so far. No, that'll, that'll be an episode title. So, um, what we've got going on which is a windmill farm for electricity generation. And it's been discussed and implemented off certain coasts of dropping these giant windmills base and all offshore where it's not going to be well obviously on land yeah. and it's unused real estate basically, so let's see what we can do. Some people complain about it. I'm guessing rich white people complain <laughs> that uh it's disrupting their view from their resort. <laughs> Villas.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if, considering where these uh one these turbines have actually been put in north of Scotland, I can't I can't think there's gonna be many villas. <laughs> well yeah, well okay. R-
0: this region in particular aside, uh it's been I've heard it be a concern off of some other coasts where they're trying to put some more development going on, how they don't want these Well, whether they're a little bit closer to the coast. Right. So what they're right. doing with these is that they're sending them farther out. But rather than putting or, like, dropping mounds of concrete to create a foundation, they're using this weird suction cup kind of thing. And that's, like, the most technical term that I can use. <laughs> um there, I'll include videos in the show notes uh, or link directly to these YouTube videos and pages, but they have this upside-down bucket that they lower down. And by bucket, I mean, I think they said 16 meters across in diameter?
1: Um, I think it was 16 meters tall. I think it was about 5 meters uh, in diameter, I think. Oh, okay. Think. Yeah. Still huge. <laughs> still massive. Still have to be massive, yet. yeah.
0: And they drop these down, and... They drop it down, it lands on the the dirt uh, under the water, and they use a little bit of suction to pull some of the water up. And when that water comes up, it creates a bit of a quicksand effect at the base, and that actually draws the upside-down, quote, bucket down into the dirt and creates a surprisingly stable foundation.
1: Well, they have that little uh, demonstration, I think. it is it the... Um... They had one Guardian video in the Guardian newspaper. Yes. Um, over here. They have a yeah, the little demonstration. <laughs> they just bring that one man in just to suck some air out and then he just disappears again. Yeah. <laughs> it, sounds like he had a, it, sound, it makes it sound like he's got a really important job at this, this place. Right. <laughs> and he comes in and just sucks through a straw and then you don't see him again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, my job is here is done. <laughs> Moving on to the next.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, it's actually a pretty ingenious method for establishing a foundation and they set a few of those. I think they said they set three of those uh, foundations and then they are able to establish and settle a wind turbine that actually floats on top of the water in those locations.
1: Yeah, yeah, and in, in, right in the middle of them, into they've got the three coming out, and then it sort of floats in the, the middle above the the water. Yeah, which that that's still where it, I still don't understand how it manages to float.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, between that and uh, like airplanes, it's a mass of metal that heavy, how does that stay yeah. afloat in the air?
1: Yeah, you're explaining it to me. Yeah, it makes perfect sense, but, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. But there's uh, some pretty inspiring videos uh, on this website. And it's talking about... This is done by Statoil. So this isn't some little independent startup thing. This is a major player in the energy market. And the article goes on for a few other additional benefits of building offshore in deeper water. And these are things, again not something that you would really consider until the topic actually comes up and all right so the sentence from the article but why build floating offshore wind farms in the first place the farther out you place offshore turbines the steadier and faster the wind is all right so that's awesome you're gonna have steady and strong winds to move these turbines it also comes with the added benefit of avoiding any community arguments over cleaned ocean views. <clears throat> Rich white people, uh, not to <laughs> mention the fact that unimaginably large rotor components can be delivered by sea rather by land, where roads have weight limits and turns can get tricky. So that's yeah, one of the not, things. Not even
1: something that you'd even factor in. I and mean, then as soon as right. I said it, I said, yeah, it's right. easy. Just just take the boat anywhere you anywhere you want and, and place this thing now. Oh, absolutely. Like, we have a few wind farms um,
0: in New York State. They're farther out in some of the rural areas. And you drive through these wind farms, and it's a little surreal because for the next, like, 20 minutes, half hour driving at highway speeds, there's just all these massive turbines everywhere.
2: Yeah. and we actually, I actually live
1: in a rural area. Um, myself and we've actually got them quite close to us, and we can we can see them in the uh, the fields. And, okay. Um, I mean, t- to me, t- it's it's a uh, what's the word? To you know, if it's um, if it benefits, if it benefits, then to me they're not an eyesore, really. I mean, obviously, if if it gets that there's even more and more turn up, and they're just they're just everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you only have to drive for a couple of minutes and you can see six or seven in a field and then you drive a little bit further and there's another six or seven. Oh, well, Um, that's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. um, Okay. Yeah. So it's not as if you'd say you're driving for say about 30 minutes and you can just see them. uh, Yeah. Um, Um, I'm going to make a quick note here because
0: you, it's in the Utica area. Are a little beyond the Utica area here in New York State. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm making scribbling notes on my little notepad in front of me. I'm yes. going to see if you can get to those on Google View and Google Maps. Just to see what that looks like.
1: Okay.
0: Um, is, yeah, you get into this wind farm, and they're just everywhere for a while. So... I can kind of understand that but at the same time back to the point it's we're generating energy for our ever increasing demand for electrical energy consumption. You know, the, it's either that or we burn more coal. So kind of Yeah,
1: <laughs> kinda... yeah it, makes, I mean, it makes the most complete sense to to me definitely. Yeah, we it what's we interesting
0: about this and some other newspaper and some other news articles I've heard is that while some people are still trying to push or try to revitalize um, certain power plant methods, mm-hmm. a lot of the companies and on the global scale, it seems with this article in particular, the market itself is just moving into different fuels, such as... Well, I use fuel in a loose term uh, for either ocean currents or wind and solar energy. It just seems that that's where the market's actually going because once you set up a solar panel farm, if you want to call it that, or once you set up a wind farm, like that's it. You don't need to bring in additional fuel uh, to burn off to generate the electricity. It's just you set it up and...
1: That's it. Yeah, I definitely. Are you? Are you find that you've got many of those uh, solar panel farms? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just been over the past couple of years here. Really, is that every every other farmer seems to be selling off a massive uh, load of the land to, to stick these solar panels on because it's more money to be made, I think, than than actually gathering the the crops mm-hmm. over here, um, and they just seem to be you can see them from for miles now as much as the uh the wind the wind farms
0: mm-hmm. well i mean it's it's there you know we have this giant gaseous ball of fire in the sky that's yeah. just you know slamming us with energy you might as well you know latch onto a little bit of it see what happens
2: yeah
1: I mean, I mean, you have to you have to properly go looking to find them as well. It's not as if they're sort of sticking out into the okay. into the air, so you can you can see them. Obviously, you can just sometimes see them through the trees or through the uh, mm-hmm. the bushes. Um, but I mean, to me, it makes sense to put them out in the uh, in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, do you just to stop the, the the complaints from. From people that you know, from the, f- the few people that can cause a little bit of a ruckus. Right. I mean, from, you know, you've got thousands of people living in an area, and it takes I don't know five people or something to to kick up a fuss, and then that's when, when things <laughs> like that sort of get stopped for the, the couple of people that known about it.
0: <laughs> cool. All right, uh, we got two more articles I want to touch on really quick. Uh, the next one is that. There is now a new virtual reality program that lets users explore Mars from home. So this one unfortunately was a little underwhelming to me. But it's yeah, got same, some same, yeah. pretty awesome implications, I guess I'll say. What are your thoughts on it?
1: Um probably the same as, as you really when when mm. I first, uh, when I first um seen that oh you're going to have a VR experience where you can, you can walk around on Mars. Um I thought, oh, that's going to be amazing. And then when I seen it, yeah, definitely underwhelmed. Um, <laughs> but then but then, then I suppose when, when they talked about it a little bit more, saying, oh, this is where the rover landed and this is the actual place um, it's been mapped out, then it sort of felt a little bit cool, and it would be good to, to experience that in VR. Obviously, I was looking through my mobile phone, you know how you get the little two screens. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a, yeah, so I've not got any sort of VR headset or anything, not even one of the mobile ones. So I was yeah. looking through it, through the two screens you get that make up, you know, when you're, you're supposed to see it with both eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just looking at that. But, um, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't say that it'd be that good um, in yeah, VR, really.
0: Uh... So... Yeah, unfortunately, it really is a little underwhelming. But then if you think about it a little bit more, this is actually pretty amazing at the same time. Because what you end up going to, either through your mobile or cell phone or um, VR headset, or I'm kind of flipping around on the desktop PC version of it all. It's a little wonky to maneuver, but it, it gets the job done. What you end up seeing is the little patch of land... Uh, that the Mars rover has landed on, and you can walk around virtually a little bit. Just kind of look around, pop to different locations, and there are a few of these additional information bubbles that you can click on, and a narrator gives you uh, a brief discussion of what that is and what's going on. The problem with it is that it is a very small area. And... Yeah, yeah,
1: that was definitely. That. Is there about five areas as well? I think. It's, it's, it's
0: something like that it's it's a pretty small area um but i will say and this is where it gets pretty amazing is that you got to remember this is the martian surface that you're looking at yeah you know what i mean so as as small as this area is i'm looking at the ground surface and Pebbles and dirt, even though it is just a lot of pebbles and dirt on this vast, yeah. red, endless desert. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at a Martian surface right now. Yeah.
1: That, that's that's, that's... Sort of going back to uh, to what I said is that first off, it felt underwhelming. But then, to then think when they mentioned that this is where it actually was, then then that's when it starts to think. Ah, oh, yeah, that is. This is pretty pretty cool. Just wish things were hotter. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And this is, like, I can't remember how long this rover was supposed to have its mission last, but it's been going for, like, it was supposed to maybe last maybe a year or two, and it's been going for, like, ten or something ridiculous like that. I can't remember offhand, but I do know that it has well outlived its initial uh, planned stay of operation. So the fact that it's still receiving messages and still kind of... Rolling around on the alien
1: surface and, oh jeez, I can't remember exactly what the delay is. Even doing things that they were never even expecting. I mean, mean, when it probably landed, they were never expecting to be sending images back so we can use them for for VR. (laughs) Right. Oh yeah,
0: like that was not part of the initial scope for this project. (laughs) And it really also makes me wonder, um, we're getting some pretty high quality images. I mean, granted it's Some of the images look a little stretched out, but that's because it's trying to splice everything Mm -hmm. uh, together from a bunch of photo stills. But it's still, some of those images look pretty clean Mm -hmm. as far as uh, image quality is concerned. And it is effectively stitched together to create a uh, virtual environment. But I'm wondering, if they didn't plan on this, did they actually upload the software to allow this camera to do it or it was or was all that information done back at home that might be a, the simpler way to do yeah. it
1: yeah I would I would yeah,
0: I'm flipping through it's not mentioning it in the article right now but uh, that's what they were able to do but yeah they definitely this was not the plan <laughs> to do but this sets I don't know if I want to say precedence it's definitely a proof of concept that this is possible
1: Depth um. Is, as far
0: as deeper exciting. exploration is concerned
1: yeah it's ex- exciting to, to see where it can go and uh, exactly what they can do and ex- expand that area go to different sites um mm-hmm. yeah be interesting to be interesting to see what they can find yeah <laughs> well
0: either that or just you know as time goes on that we try to reach farther into our own solar system if we're you know able to get this rover design up and uh Active for this amount of time, you know, can we send it to a farther moon, um, like out farther in our solar system, and yeah. are we able to set up communicate? Would we be able to send up communication and transfer it back and forth? Because I can't remember exactly how long the delay is for the Mars rover. It's like fifteen or twenty minutes yeah. each way. It's not exactly a uh, an efficient method no. which I think probably is also the reason to... why so oh I'm... just the fact that we're doing it is amazing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just that fact that we're able to do that just appreciate yeah. that amazement for a bit I mean,
1: I mean even even go um now they've been able to do this just send one to the uh to our moon um mm-hmm. just, you know get those messages back quicker cover a lot more area i'm sure people will be interested oh, sure. in walking walking around on our moon
0: you know, I mean, if we're able to send the Google car all over on every road, as far as I can tell on the planet, <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? Yes, I don't See what I'm happens. driving
1: around on that.
2: <laughs> Heck.
0: All right. And uh, last, tech article, last tech article that we have, uh, speaking of VR, we're trying to get VR into the consumer space. Uh, We've got some friends... Uh, Over on the Super Best Friends podcast, David, he loves his PSVR. We've got a friend of mine at the office that has a PSVR. He loves it. But let's, you know, let's be real. It's still a lot of money Mm -hmm. for a VR headset. And the headset itself also needs to be plugged into a strong machine. So even with the PSVR, it's a few hundred dollars. And that needs to be plugged into a, probably a, PS4 Pro which is the more expensive like another 400 US dollars.
1: Yeah I, th- I mean I think um, I think it, it it does work on the PS4 but I, I, apparently I don't think it's, it runs as well. I think the PS4, Yeah PS4 I think it runs
0: it. yeah but it's it's definitely it struggles and uh it's definitely better suited for the mm-hmm. PS4 Pro. And same thing with the uh the Oculus Rift and the I'm forgetting right and now.
1: Uh, how, the Vive, Vive, uh, something five, like that. Hive in head,
0: <laughs> Um, that's another several hundred dollars. Um,
1: On top of so, the Oculus Rift, I think isn't it? Yeah.
0: Oh, the Oculus Rift. I think it had a price cut, and in U.S. dollars, I think it had a. Again, this is where you got to throw up the air quotes. The mm-hmm. price temporary price drop, price drop down to three hundred ninety nine. So. Okay
1: i admit that about £350. Pounds, she, yeah, I was, was going to say, uh, I think that the dollar
0: and the pound are pretty close these days.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah all right, a, so uh, close to... F- pushing up to £400. Pounds.
2: Yeah. That's...
0: And you have to attach that to a high-powered PC.
2: Mm-hmm. That's, that's, <laughs> a, lot <of> <laughs> that's, that's
1: a lot of money. Especially for a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Apparently, you can't... You can't play for long periods <laughs> because of yeah. it, you know, damaging your eyes and you know, having with this uncomfortable big headset on Yeah, I mean it's, it's, I suppose it's good for um a little bit of play, but you know, a, a lot of hours you can you can see mm-hmm. it becoming uncomfortable. I don't, have you have you done much VR? Have you have I've you done
0: very work? little. Um I experimented with my wife uh with the Google cardboard yeah. for a little bit because she was trying to see if she can bring my wife is a geology professor and she was trying to see if she can do some work with 3d modeling and virtual environments yeah. to t- uh, try to bring geology classes online for like distance learning students yeah. or just online because with geology you need to you need to pick up a physical rock yeah. And you can look at pictures all you want, but you need to kind of like pick up the rock and turn it around or actually go to these places to see the folds in the Earth's crust Mm -hmm. to see what's really happening. So it's really hard to do on a computer in a distance learning environment. So what we're trying to do is play around with uh, Google Photospheres and 3D uh, Imaging. Yeah. Uh, and for a while, although I think the app is no longer supported, this was a few years back, uh, it was called 123D Catch. And what it would do is if you had an object in front of you, you could walk around it and take like 20-something pictures, and it would okay. stitch it all together to create a uh, a manipulable 3D image on your right. phone or computer. Right. So, so I've done a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's it really is the price cost that's Completely inhibitive. Um, the Vive is... You know, I've got a computer in front of me. It's
1: uh, so for the, off for the
0: price. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, is 600
1: like, US 600, dollars. Yeah, so I, I thought it was round about that, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, a Vive Deluxe Audio Strap for 100. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the audio strap. Okay.
1: Um, Does that even come with the, um, the motion... Uh, controllers as well, because you, know, you get little uh, hand controllers as well with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm thinking if you get the full headset, it does. Yeah, you'd like to think you
1: get them for 600
0: <laughs> Yeah, I would hope you get all the components if you're getting the uh, the full set. But that's $600 US dollars, and that's on top of the cost of your personal computer, however much that has to be to be able to handle it all. Mm-hmm. So, what, uh, what the Zuck is proposing is this Oculus Go. So it looks like fully self-contained, and that's only two hundred U.S. dollars.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, yes, yeah, definitely a better price point to try and get into as many households as uh, as possible.
0: Right. On some other podcasts and some other speculation, people have discussed how like the different applications for VR, where it can completely replace your even your workstation. Um so for instance you know I've got a monitor or two monitors at my office that I can work on but I'm still limited to those two monitors. If we were able to start developing virtual workspaces you would have theoretically an infinite number of work work screens, yeah. work stations, work surfaces and be able to flip through them relatively quickly. Yeah.
1: I think so, everyone's been trying to get that minority report <laughs> works yeah. ever since afterwards. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I, like everyone wants that like virtual console that you see in all like the superhero movies where I don't even know what they're manipulating around with like their hand gestures. No. But I just want to do that I just, just because. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so so what do you think? With two hundred US dollars, what would that be? And pounds, you think that's a a worthwhile price point to get it to get it out there?
1: Um, I th- I think so. In terms of probably for people that might not be as tech savvy and have been around someone's house that's got VR and and want and want something to sort of play about with, but we mm-hmm. would probably be looking at what sort of quality um, is it going to sort of give? Um, I mean, what sort of experiences is it going to give? I'd be looking at that sort of stuff before I'd make some sort of decision. Um, I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I've still, I've, I've not tried VR at all except for the, um, the Google, um, the glasses, the, the cardboard thing, okay. like, like you said. Um, I've been around VR and people playing it, but I've not actually been into it myself. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, says, there
0: was one other instance where I was able to play with a, v or a Vive or Vive. Yeah. I don't know why you call <laughs> that, but um, it is pretty wild. It is. It was just like the the tech demos that came with the system, but still, at at the price point that it currently is standing at, it's expensive. That's yeah. an expensive toy.
1: Yeah, considering you know how much how much playability you're going to get out of that, you know how many experiences you're going to get out of that. I always said I'd probably look at getting um, some sort of VR as soon as they announced um, being able to play Fallout or Skyrim in it. Because mm. I've always oh, thought yeah. sort I'd of be lost in in that world, and I think that might be what sort of pushes me now to actually getting one and, and trying one. I've always wanted, yeah, I've always wanted to, to have that. And that's why I've said that. That could be the main thing that gets me into it.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bethesda is really pushing towards it. But, I mean, I don't want to say they've been milking Skyrim, but they've been milking (laughs) Skyrim for a long time. (laughs) I mean, mean, it makes sense because it's it's an amazing game that I played six years ago. (laughs) Uh, So, like, they don't really need to recreate a story. They don't need to create a new combat mechanic. They don't need to create new environments. So, if people are still buying it, I mean...
1: Sure, you know, why not? I mean, you know, I mean there's, there's there's people who have been playing it non-stop ever since it come out. Um, obviously, with the the PC, with having all the mods and everything. Um, but oh, I know true. personally, I've not I've not touched Skyrim since I probably completed it when it when it come out. So oh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't mind going back into into Skyrim because you know a lot of the stuff you can't really remember. um it's that mm. much content in it. I probably wouldn't have done every single side mission, uh, even though I put that many hours into it. Uh, so, I mean, it, but then again, oh, yeah, i want to something
0: for, like hidden.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And then I've always thought the Switch as well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the Switch. I've not got the Switch yet. If a Switch, if I end up getting a Switch, uh, probably around this Christmas, then <laughs> would I get it for that? Oh, would I save that for that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah again it is Skyrim I haven't been mean, out for a of a long time. <laughs> oh,
0: so well I hope it works because yeah VR is def we are ready for VR people want VR people just don't want to spend $2000 to get limited content for what they can do with yeah. VR just yet so maybe this this standalone 200 US dollar might might bring it break the cycle uh, enough? I
1: think it's for the the, the ease of it as well, and and not having all the the massive uh, setup with all the the cables.
0: Alright, so, time for an Audible interlude. For you, the listeners of the Video Game Crosstalk Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a Free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com/vgxdpod and sign up for your free trial and download one of over 180,000 titles, such as Broken Earth by N.K. jessman And now for the dramatic reading of a book synopsis. This is the way the world ends, for the last time. A season of endings has begun. It starts with a great red rift across the heart of the world's sole continent, spewing ash that blots out the sun. It starts with death, with a murdered son and a missing daughter. It starts with betrayal, and long dormant wounds rising up to fester. This is the stillness, a land long familiar with catastrophe, where the power of the earth is wielded as a weapon, and where there is no mercy. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash pod for your free audiobook. All right, on to some gaming and geekery. Right, and the first article I have, again, due to the long wait between episodes, this article came out last month. But given the nature of your clothing company, I thought it'd be worthwhile to discuss. Yep. And we're just going to file this under Gaming While Parenting. <laughs> and this is a Kotaku article that was posted a month ago titled, Destiny 2 is Practically Impossible to Play if You're a Parent. And the internet went into rage mode when this uh, article was published. Although I might have noticed it more since I am an avid Destiny player, personally. Uh, I did write a blog post in reaction to this, and I ended up not posting it because I got a little too rage rant <laughs> i guess we'll say which really doesn't fit with the whole tone and theme of this podcast or what i want to produce so i decided to just let it cool and thought like don't don't feed the trolls don't put out just a rant piece um and uh lee did you get a chance to flip through this um, i did yeah
1: um sorry, it was by uh kevin mcdonald i quite, I quite like um uh, writing um she's uh, mm-hmm. doing it for IGN. She's uh, she's pretty good, and uh, yeah. yeah, Um, I've, I've actually I I have to agree with it because when when Lucas were born, um, so the game come out. When mm-hmm. when did Destiny Two come out? Would it would have been two years ago. Destiny Two. Destiny
0: Two came out. Uh, Destiny One. Yeah. Um, Destiny One. Came out. Uh, Destiny One came out. Yeah, several years yeah. ago. So, actually, yeah, maybe three or f- four. Three years.
1: Uh, three years ago. So, um. Okay. So, right around the birth yeah, of Yeah. Lucas. So, um. <laughs> after you first were born, um. I've, I played, um. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, finished that. Far Cry 4, finished that again because you were eating and sleeping. It then started to mm-hmm. slightly grow up a little bit more, needed more attention. Um. And that's when mm-hmm. Destiny 1 came out, and I was playing it with my brother. And, um. Completely agree. As soon as it become to do in uh, getting to the uh, the leveling up and getting to the raids, I never once did a raid in Destiny 1. Okay. <laughs> uh, never did any of that. You know, I'd never did Taken King, even though uh, that's when it was meant to get good. Um, and I, I completely <laughs> I completely fell behind um, my brother, who at the time that had more time in his hands, managed to get Taken King and mm-hmm. get all the DLC and, and finished it himself. On his own okay. um, and with other friends, uh, just because he'd left me, left me completely behind. Left yeah, because I just couldn't find, just couldn't find the time not to go into doing these raids that could take. Well, I'd heard a couple oh, of yeah. hours. Yeah, that's you know sometimes it'd be an hour and a half that I'd get before I'd go to to bed. Yeah. Um, so, completely agree. Yeah, with So, like,
2: so,
0: and that's the thing. I'm of a couple different minds on this. My first reaction to it was this is nonsense i'm able to play destiny 2 no problem with a newborn son and at the time of the posting of this article her i don't know if she says son or daughter but her child was born uh nine months prior to the the writing of this article i actually
1: um, sent a picture to her of our praise the sun (laughs) baby girl because i know (laughs) she's a massive dark souls fan because she wrote a book on dark souls she wrote a book on dark souls uh, yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, sounds picture. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> Praise the sun, indeed. Um, and at the writing of this article, my son was 11 months. Yeah. So we were close in timeline. And this is the part where it's like I, I knew that I couldn't publish my little reaction blog post because I was being needlessly kind of rage. I'm able to play Destiny 2 with little problem. However... Then this is where I need to take the step yeah. backs and get myself back <laughs> into check. I need to cool it down. As far as the raid is concerned, like you said, there's no yeah. way I can do the raid right now. You
1: know, and that's and, no a, way. and according to some that you know, that's when, when the game starts to really sort of take off and mm-hmm. and you know, I think the article says that there's some the one of the first raids is one of the best things that Bungie's uh, done. Um, but she's but she's uh, never gonna see it. <laughs> <Just>
2: be...
0: Well, <laughs> oh and that 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 sentence I have a little bit of issue with, because you if you stick with the game, you'll be able to see it and yeah. here's here's why, and this kind of goes into my second note in the the show notes that I sent you about discussing about you know parenting and putting gaming at the forefront. <laughs> you know we're gamers, that's what we do. I have conceded, and as a parent, you should concede, deal with it that. Your life is no longer your own, and you need to reprioritize yeah. things. Your child is more important <laughs> than any event that is happening in yeah. game <laughs>
1: right.
0: let's let's just get that out of the way <laughs> as a, a f- steady a, as a solid statement that's your child's more important as far as the raids are concerned, prior to Jacob, yes, I will spend hours. Upon many late night, early morning hours, doing one of the raids, trying to get through King's Fall with the Taken King, which yeah. oh, I am so sorry you never got to play. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Um, it really is a fun raid. So, yes, I would spend hours uninterrupted. You know, that's that's what you do with raids. As far as the Leviathan raid is concerned. I've mentioned to some friends of mine at the office. I'm just not going to be able to do the raid. I at this point with a uh, a young child, yeah. you know, one mm-hmm. year old, it's not going to yeah. happen. I'll watch a YouTube video, maybe just like maybe read, the, watch a, one of the guide yeah. videos. But it happens to say it's impossible. I personally think that's a little bit of a stretch. I
1: think you 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 can always find time for that. I mean, I I
2: have...
0: Personally, I have three characters. I just started my third Guardian on Destiny 2. I started my Hunter. Um, My Warlock is, I think, at 290 or 289. So max light level right now is 305. I'm at 290-ish. My Titan is at 278, and my Hunter just crested 260. So it's possible just playing like an hour or two here and there. Um, they made it pretty casual gaming-friendly as far as yeah. getting powerful gear. And you can still jump on, have a little bit of fun after you put the little one to bed, but then you know, log off because your child's going to wake up early in the morning and they will let you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that they are yeah. awake. If they don't wake up through they... the night as well.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: Yes. Oh, so glorious when we figured out the sleeping pattern or the sleeping schedule for Jacob. Or like my my wife and I would actually sit next to each other during the evenings after we finally figured out what the sleep schedule should be. And we actually like looked at each other while sitting on the couch one day like, What do we do? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. What did we do before he was here? Yeah,
0: what? Yeah. What do we do? We've got time now. We got time again. What do we do? Um Rains. but really, as far as like parenting or being a gamer parent, you really have to accept the fact that the long games, the the epic RPGs, are not going to be for you uh, uh, for
1: a while. Unless unless you unless you you choose. I mean, so I have um, my obsessions: Dark Souls and Bloodborne okay. and all that sort of stuff. And you know,
0: so you so you enjoy misery, is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah,
1: pretty much. Enjoy, yeah, misery slash a challenge. eh. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But then, you know, if 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 you're willing to put some of the other games aside and focus on that, you you can get you you can get your play out of it. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's what I've been doing since Destiny came out. I have played no other game other than that. Yeah. I mean, I'm usually the type of guy to stick with one game until he beats it and then move on to the next. Uh, but Destiny is one where... What I love about Destiny is that you can play it, like, exclusively when new content drops. And then you can just put it aside for months. Yeah. And then when the new DLC drops or the new update comes around, you can pick it back up again. And you can catch back up fairly quickly.
1: Is that because um, they put the level cap there to sort of to be able yes. to happen? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's it's actually not that bad. But again, you're just gonna have to like, being a parent during this particular time frame, the raids are not going to be in your future unless and I kicked this idea around the office and we kind of jokingly agreed. Um, what if I got a babysitter for that night? Yeah.
1: That makes sense.
0: You know, we we thought about it for a second. And like, you know, a night out with a wife would cost how much money, you know, for if you're gonna do the whole dinner and a show thing. Yeah. You know, how much are you gonna spend on dinner plus drinks? You know, how much are you gonna spend at the show for tickets? You know, yeah. depending on what that show is. How much does a babysitter cost for that? You're gonna have to get the babysitter to do that anyway. Yeah. So what if uh, you do get, you know, the neighbor's kid to come over (laughs) and just say, "All right, uh, you know, here's everything they need. Here, the you know, the the appropriate you know things." Uh, you know, for the bottle, for his food. Yeah. You know, in case he needs to, you know, be changed or take care. Of, you know, here's this, and the babysitter says, "Oh, great. Okay, so, so where are you guys going tonight?" And you say, "The, the to my TV." <laughs> yeah, it's going to lock me up <laughs> in this room. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just going to be here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put my headphones on, well, I and I am not to be because disturbed. You, so I'm <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why you're dealing with him? <laughs> yeah so I don't know, maybe is, is that is that a bad parent is that being a bad parent yeah, that's probably
2: good parent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so a good in good all parent. it's in my opinion um destiny 2 is not practically impossible but at the same time if I'm going to consider myself a good parent it's I'm not going to get the full experience of, of games like destiny 2 or like the other epic rpgs
1: yeah you, you just definitely have to say right i'm, not, I'm never going to play um all these shorter these shorter games or these other sort of AAA a games that are coming out because i'm going to spend your, your money and then just get your, your quick fix or something yeah just properly focus on your your destiny Two. get you get your play out mm-hmm. of that i mean if, you, if you're enjoying it then why why should you go on to another right. game you know if you're getting your fix there. Mm.
0: okay and moving on uh once again it seems like we talk about netflix on every episode of video games crossack and i really need to think of a new segment title so if anyone's listening uh send me in suggestions for a netflix segment (laughs) for this podcast and two major trailers recently came out for two of the new netflix series the first one punisher uh, Lee, I don't know if you've been watching any of the Marvel series. Have you?
1: Um, <laughs> unfortunately, no. I've not really. No! I'm, not, yeah, I'm not actually that that much into the superhero series that are sort of going on okay. at the
0: minute. Well, uh, I'm going to tell you right now: you need to get into them, <laughs> along with everything else that's happening into your life. You need to add additional Netflix series <laughs> yeah. uh, to your <laughs> in schedule in
1: between my gaming.
0: In between your gaming yeah, into your parenting and running your own business, yeah, you're going to have to get in on this. Nuns, yeah. okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the Punisher trailer, this is the latest one from the Marvel series. Punisher is not featured in The Defenders Season 1. Uh, this one, this trailer looks very brutal.
2: It does. Uh, feel brutal. <laughs> it
0: is Yeah, brutal is the word for it, and everything about this is dark and angry, and everything that I want to see from the Punisher, so I am really looking forward to that. Release date of November 17th. And the other trailer that we got here is Stranger Things Season 2, which even as a recording of this, Stranger uh, Things has been released. It is out in the wild. We are going back into the upside-down world with our... Band of adventurers, I guess I'll call them. As they refer yep. to themselves, <laughs> yeah. uh, my wife and I, we just finished episode six, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Five, uh, we just finished uh, four tonight. Me and my wife. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: and, and it is everything that I wanted in a continuation
1: of this series so far. Yeah, definitely, I'm. Um, yeah, I'm. In, I'm enjoying it. It's slow, slow starter, but yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, proper kicking in now. Uh, yeah, really
0: enjoying it. Uh there is a major twist in the very first opening sequence that even in episode six we have not seen that character again.
1: Uh, uh, if you know what I'm talking, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know what Dear. you mean. Well, what it was. Yeah. There- uh, so you sent me the link to see, to watch the uh, the trailer and. Um, I, I don't I don't watch trailers uh, at all. Oh
0: yeah. right, yes. Before this, uh, Leo was in talking to get this episode organized. Lee had mentioned that you've been on complete blackout yeah. for Stranger yeah. Things too. So, so my, my
1: wow. wife started uh, listening to something the other day on her phone, and I heard a kid's voice. I said, "What are you listening to? <laughs> what are you watching?" <laughs> she had Stranger Things I said, Turn it off. <laughs> watch it without me. I don't wanna hear it, I don't wanna see anything. So I mean I've I've been I've been to um I've been to the pictures uh, to watch films with my wife and mm-hmm. I've actually been in in the pictures with my eyes closed and my my fingers oh, in my ears wow. <laughs> for films. Wow. That, yeah. And especially when there's three films that are gonna gonna be coming up where you got trailers for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so because I'd started watching it and I was up to the third one at the time, um, I thought, right, in preparation, I'll, I'll watch this trailer. It can't give that much away. You can't see anything in this trailer um, that mm. I might not have already seen. And then, as soon as I started, I, I think I got about a minute and a half through it, and then I started to see bits that I didn't recognise, and I thought, I can't, I can't watch this anymore. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so oh, and no. i think i
1: just i just got a glimpse of the of the character that you spoke about from the first mm. episode and i thought obviously they were going to sort of come back into it at some point again but i don't want oh, to see i don't want to see what i don't want to see what they're doing i don't, <laughs> I, don't <laughs> wanna, I just like going completely you know the, the, the mm. blackouts you know just so it's a surprise Good to me you. yeah
0: Good for you. (laughs) A while ago, I did an N7 Day episode with Nikki Vick and Wade from Mulehorn Gaming, and somehow Nikki was able to avoid all spoilers for Mass Effect 3 up until uh, last year. I don't know how she was able to do it.
1: That but, yeah, that is a long time to go without that, hearing yeah, about that, a, that um, controversial ending. With the amount of oh, yes.
0: of I'm <laughs> I'm still going with. Uh, there was one fan theory called the indoctrination theory for the ending of Mass Effect Three. Yeah. And uh, even if EA and Bioware says no, that's not the official story. I'm sticking with that because it makes the most sense. <laughs> yeah, yes.
1: yeah strange things, things. Yeah, really, yeah, really, uh, really enjoyed it could not uh, mm-hmm. we'll make it to the end of the trailer.
0: <laughs> oh man, good, good on you for staying true. Yeah, good on I'd, you. I'd,
1: yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, I try my best. Even you know when it comes to Game of Thrones. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Why I managed to stay off social media and everything just to, to try oh, and avoid things. And
0: I don't even bother with Game of Thrones because there are so many twists and turns in Game of Thrones. I just you know. I'll read a headline and just blow it off anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, there's also, there's that, there's that, there's that many (laughs) characters, um, names to remember. You're thinking, right, who's that? (laughs) You have to actually see it. You have to actually see the episode and actually see the scene to understand who it is anyway, because there's that many names and they're all similar.
0: Yeah. I have no idea who these characters are. (laughs) And like right from the first few episodes and uh, my apologies from, for, spoiling episodes that came out six years ago or something. <laughs> but um the I can't remember his Ned Stark yeah. was his name. Yeah. I in all the promotion material you see this guy's face everywhere and like two episodes in, he gets beheaded. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so that's that's the way we're gonna play yeah. this.
1: See, yeah, I'd say right. Game of Thrones above for so long and I, as I seem to see him in everything, as you mentioned. And every time I'd right. stick, um, every time I'd accidentally put it on because I didn't get into it straight away until probably fourth series. Uh, okay, yeah, I got into maybe the third,
0: third, third season, third series. So go ahead. Yeah,
1: um, it was then, and I watched, I watched the first three series over two weekends. I binge watched it oh, while wow. my wife was at work. That's that's what you do when you when you've not got a kid. <laughs> you spend you spend thirty hours over uh, two weekends watching uh, Game of Thrones to catch up with your mates so if they don't spoil anything. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so time I'd, cl- I'd flick on before, then accidentally st- Ned Stark was there. And uh, you just think, oh yeah, he must always be in it. So imagine the surprise to, when it just be added. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: Like he, he's in all the promotion material. Like, are right, he's going to be a standard, you know, mainstay character. And then Kafunk,
2: what the hell?
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. And then yeah. as the season, as the series goes on, main characters just they just drop left and right sometimes you'll lose six characters in the same episode so by this point i'm like oh this person is rumored to die whatever maybe they will maybe, maybe they, they won't, won't yeah. i don't know <laughs> yeah they can just take anybody out when you least expect it <laughs> yeah so any spoilers that i might read over in the headlines i yeah i'll read over them like oh that's an interesting theory and then just move on yeah. and just not pay attention yeah. to it <laughs> Uh, all right, one more topic for gaming, and uh, a lot of new games came out recently, or three in particular that seem to be setting the internet afire. Do you play any of these series? Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins was released the same day as Wolfenstein 2, and also Mario Odyssey.
1: Yep, and... Um... I've not had um, I've not played much Nintendo I do plan on getting a Switch so Mario Odyssey will okay. be a game that I, I will play um, just for the fact that I want to start playing with a little controllers with my son, getting his little hands used to <laughs> controllers mm-hmm. um, but I've not really played many Mario games just because I've not had, um, I did have a Wii but I didn't play, I, mean, I think I played Mario Striker on it uh, Mario Kart gotcha. a little bit um, mm-hmm. uh didn't have a Wii U, didn't have the, the GameCube before then, so I've mainly been uh, Sony. And even back then, um, right back in the 90s, I was uh, Sega just because I couldn't get my hands on a Nintendo because all my mates had one. <laughs> so, I, I got, so I got a, I got a, a Mega Drive or a Genesis, as you'd call it. Um, okay. I found that, and I, if I wanted to play Nintendo, I'd go around my mate's house. Um, but, yeah, not played much Mario, but I did play Mario Maker... Um, in an arcade okay. not long back, and I really enjoyed that, so I'd, I'd, I think I'd definitely be picking up um, Mario Odyssey, and hopefully my, uh, Mario Maker yeah. makes its way onto the Switch as well. Um, yeah, Mario Odyssey,
0: uh, I posted the trailer here, I don't know, uh, I think it was Cliff Blazinski recently tweeted out that I'm thoroughly enjoying Mario Odyssey and something to the effect... I'm paraphrasing yeah. here. It's like, I don't know what those Japanese game makers are on, but he wants to smoke some of it. Yeah. So as it turns out, it wasn't Cliff Blazinski. It was actually Randy Pitchford of Gearbox Software. My bad. I'll include a link in the show notes.
1: Did They you, did you just seem to come up with... Um just these amazing concepts, it's the the high standard that they've they've got of, of the games They're that they make. wild.
0: They're insane. They're so imaginative. Yeah. Like I don't know how you can even come up with these concepts. I think.
1: Said, uh, thank you. I listened to. Um, it was a podcast I listened to, uh, in quite a few years back now, but there were there were rumors coming out of uh, Nintendo, that for Mario Galaxy, they'd, they'd let anyone, everyone that was working on that game just come up with mad ideas, and then they'd just work their way into the game. You know how they were saying, each okay. each level of Mario Galaxy would have some sort of quirk about it, if, if some mm-hmm. amazing new mechanic or something like that, and then you'd never see it again. That, that uh, apparently come from these little brainstorming, uh, sessions with these uh developers um and games designers nice. that had just jot down these mad ideas and then they just work their way into the game just for one stage um i, th- I think that's probably that's probably how they do it <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised i mean it's it seems
0: plausible to me because it just they just come up with wild crazy ideas and uh yeah it, it's it's amazing they they make it yeah work. i mean
1: when when the the they first announced the game and they first shown it the, you know the new donk city um mm-hmm. people were going what what the hell is this all about uh why is this normal looking <laughs> people and all this sort of stuff and now now it's actually out and people have played it everyone's thinking oh look at look at this billboard look at this little easter egg over here that um, mm-hmm. um, it makes complete sense that these people are here now and they've got weird cameos apparently happening and, and everyone loves it <laughs> so, so. oh nice
0: hey,
1: good <laughs> yeah, on them. yeah, they know how to do it <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so also, Assassin's Creed Origins uh, was also released earlier this week uh, it looks amazing, it's getting great reviews I really hope it's, it's as good as the critics are saying, because I have been a long-time fan of the Assassin's Creed series, mm-hmm. but they kept dipping, or straying, I should say, farther and farther away from their stealth origins, yeah. where it's just become just all-out, open-field combat at this point. Yeah. Which, I mean, if it's enjoyable, that's what people want, go for it, but I was... I'm one of the few people that actually enjoyed a lot of the conspiracy... Uh, modern day stuff, modern day storyline, and I really enjoyed the stealth aspects, but they keep straying farther and farther away of it. Are you Assassin's Creed Uh, fan? Yeah,
1: yeah, I've I've played quite a few of them. Um, I think I'll probably look to pick up Origins. I didn't get um, Syndicate. Um, I played Unity before then, um, just so that uh, Mm -hmm. it was co-op, so I I played it through my brother. Um, In terms of what I have played, I played the, the first one uh, the second one um, was probably up there as being one of the best things that's pretty widely well thought of. Uh, but my favourite, right. I think, was uh, Brotherhood The third, Did you, did you play that one? Ah.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it, was, it was
1: really nice going around Rome. Even, you know, the Colosseum and everything, that was already all, um, derelict, even though it was all mm. the way back then, because obviously it, it was still used hundreds of years before then. Right. And all the little... Uh, inventions that you, you, you tried from uh, Da Vinci. Uh, right. I, just, right. I, just, I, just, I loved all that sort of, that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um, I yeah, think I if played runs... all the major releases except for AC Rogue, which came out on the Xbox 360 and PS3. Yeah, and that was only because I was an early adopter of the Xbox One. Yeah, so I played Black Flag instead of Rogue. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I've played and beaten every other major Assassin's Creed release. Um, still loving it. I really hope it does well. Yeah. Um, they've changed the combat. i probably be picking this time, it up I later think. this year.
1: They, 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 I think a, they've changed. I think they've changed the, the combat. Apparently, it was starting to get a little bit automatic oh, sort of thing, weren't it? So you just parry, 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 automatic kill. But I think they, they've apparently changed right. it this time round.
0: I'm pretty sure they did. And that actually would that would be great if they did because like, I would use very few weapons in any Assassin's Creed game because I could get automatic kills by just countering with my hidden yeah. blades. Yeah. So like, oh, you can use this sword or this axe or this polearm or this club or whatever. I'm like, why would I do that? I could just go slit dead. Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> yeah. But um, I, think, so, I think if they can get this one so it's like Black Flag... Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to feel a lot like Black Flag, in honesty. It's, okay. it's just, you know, all the other ones are sort of set in cities, and it's all built up, you've got your your tight streets and everything, whereas Black mm-hmm. Flag weren't, they were in Caribbean, and you had your boat going around these islands, and that. And I think this one's going to feel a lot more open, and I think okay. it's going to feel a lot more like that, and apparently it's the same team as well. That worked on okay. Black Flag that's made this one. So f- fingers crossed. Um mm-hmm, it should mm-hmm. hopefully be as strong as what Black Flag were.
0: Yeah, and, and the last one that was released this week is Wolfenstein two, the new Colossus. Yeah. So oh, all around punching Nazis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely be playing this one. Um, oh, at nice. some point. Nice that it'll probably be a short game that I can just fit in around the the longer games that I can be playing. Mm-hmm um yeah but i really and
0: definitely to... not a game to play
1: around the sun no <laughs> no definitely <not. laughs> yeah definitely not mind you he, yeah. um, he has watched me play bloodborne <laughs> he has watched me play dark souls <laughs> he actually he actually got me to put dark souls on the other day um so gotcha. that you could see because uh, he could see uh the dragons in it <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: well there's so there's and this can be an entire podcast episode by itself of uh, what is appropriate at what ages. <laughs> In certain fantasy types of violence, I don't think it's as bad because you yeah. have that additional layer of fiction around it. Yeah. Uh, but with games like Wolfenstein it's no, yeah a
1: definitely, a I definitely, wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't be yeah, showing him yeah. anything yeah let yeah. me show you the dragon son i don't want to show you yeah. anyone shooting some zombies zombies right. uh, sorry okay and all zombies yeah, it's, it's all fake
0: <laughs> everything's completely fake and make believe okay we can handle that but as soon as we get start closer to real life and it's not just you know blood spurt here and there it's yeah it's graphic and emotional and you can see their facial expressions and it's a tense moment and a lot going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so they've got a, no understanding of it. Um, yeah. yeah. So well, we'll, we'll keep... <laughs> yeah. Be a good parent. Do the right thing. You know, yeah. it's the right thing. Yeah. Do the right thing. Uh, so, so uh, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, Wolfenstein. Yeah. The, the first one was really good. Okay. Um, I did yeah. not
0: get a chance to play the first one. Yeah. Um, but I really want to play the second one, so well that's another one we'll we'll see if I can get into later this yeah. year. Uh, I uh, the Target department stores around here are doing their buy two get one free sale right now, and I thought I was going to pick up both AC Origins and Wolfenstein. I was kind of kicking around the idea, but money's a little tight right now yeah. at the household. Um, I don't have that much time to play, again, going back to the whole being a gamer parent discussion we had. Mm-hmm. So I ended up actually not buying either one of those two, but I did go to my uh, local game shop, and I picked up a used copy of The Last of Us Remastered. Yeah. So, I will be picking these games up, but mm, I got a lot to play right now. So but, have you never, uh,
1: never played The Last of Us, have you not?
0: No, I recently yeah. purchased the PlayStation 4 a few months back and I had been Xbox uh yeah ever since prior to that. So I
1: missed out on The Last of Us. Uh oh, yeah, you should you should play it. Hopefully hopefully <laughs> what... of, uh, um the the hype of it um of people mm-hmm. saying how good it is don't sort to of take away from the, mm-hmm. you, you you playing it because sometimes I think your game can get hyped up that much before you play it it can sort of take away from you know the impact some certain mm. bits might have and all things oh, like sure. that um, but it's, it's just a it's a really good game very very good yep. it's just in my top 10 i would have i would have thought
0: yeah that's that's pretty much what everyone says yeah, yeah. All right, moving on to the final segment of this podcast. Normally, I would go right into the uh, final five, but we actually have some listener questions. Okay. So we have two listener questions, actually. The first one is from John Leola, or excuse me, John of the Dead with his spooky (laughs) Twitter handle right now, of the One Track Gamers podcast. And he asks... As a podcaster, what is the thing you're trying to improve on? For me, it's speaking clear and trying to stop saying like and um. And this is one of those things where behind the magic, behind the screen, under the hood, whatever metaphor you want to use, saying like and um is one of the biggest challenges of public speaking. No one realizes how many times they say like and um and pause and uh and um. It is there. My reply to him says it all. Uh, I just wrote back, dude, so many snippets turned <laughs> and stutters like that yeah. as well. So many yeah. snippets taken out during editing. So, John, ah, uh, there it is again. <laughs> <laughs> That's how difficult it is. Saying uh and um and like, very surprisingly difficult. Yeah. So, I try to stay cognizant of that. Otherwise, what I'm really trying to improve on isn't so much in the speaking of the podcast, but it's pushing out content is what I'm working on. What I mean by content is not necessarily more podcast episodes, but I'm trying to focus more on just the regular like tweets or Facebook posts as far as here's a funny picture, here's another article to read and discuss, and trying to find time to do more blog posting on the website. So... It's just content in general is what I'm working on right now. Lee, anything in particular that you're trying to... Any focus as far as the clothing business is going on? That you're like working on right now?
1: Um, to, not the... the I'm trying to push it out into different arcades and, and things at the minute. I managed to get it into my first one. Um, Ooh, go into yeah. that. Yeah. Let's talk about that for yeah. a second. So, um, I was actually on holiday and... I thought, right, how can I take game boards or the next sort of level or to get it to as many people as possible? I started searching for arcades and I'm thinking, right, they must have some sort of space for clothing or, or anything really. Um, so actually, in Nottingham, which is close to where I live, there's a, a national video game arcade uh, which was set up... Um, I can't think what his name is. Uh, set up by this this man, and it was it was having a little bit of trouble, and it's got um, not bought out. They've, they've, they've put a little bit of money into it. There's um, a couple of is it Supermassive Games, um, they've put a bit of money into it, or someone who runs Supermassive Games um, have put some money into it, and uh, the creator of uh, uh, Doom, I think, I can't think John is it okay. John Romero. That name's coming into that me. sounds familiar. Yeah, so, so he's, he's put some uh, some money into it, um, to and now all of a sudden it's making a profit. Um, so I went to them and said, um, have you got any shop space? They said, yeah. They didn't have that much clothing in it. So I went to them, Look, I've got this, got this website. Do you want us to sort of stock it for you? So yeah, the, the minute um, I've got Gamerborn clothing now in its first shop space, it's nice, which is exciting to see. It's just, it's just really good just to get game of one clothing out there, just like a little bit more. But hopefully, if that can if I can show that I'm successful, I could hopefully push that out then to, to more arcades. Um, there'd be a lot more willing arcades then to, to to take it on board. So, yeah, that's uh, that's very nice. at at minute. Very nice, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So there's that, uh, and the second question we got is from Judge Greg from the Enthusiacs community, more specifically the the Real Hero Talk podcast with Judge Greg. Uh, former get actually both of these guys were former guests on the show, so thanks for supporting the show, guys. Uh, definitely go check out their respective podcasts. So Judge Greg S. Given the very toxic cultures prolific in certain circles of the gaming community, has the term gamer been damaged irreparably? I'm going to say no, actually. And I've got a whole lot of thoughts on this. So, okay. Lee, what are your
1: thoughts? Uh, just to say the start of the question again, add a little bit of... Okay, a bit so of in general...
0: In general, uh, paraphrasing this, uh, the gaming culture has a lot of toxic little pockets in it. Uh, so, has the term "gamer" been damaged?
1: Um, I don't know. I think they've got a little bit of a stigma about them. Just you know, you know, if you are just that a little bit older and you say you're a gamer, um, you, yeah. you, you sort of get kind of locked down on. <laughs> you know, end of yeah, the day, it's, it's a form of entertainment. You know, you don't go mm. to someone um you, you're watching this this series and you've you've binge watched it for this long um you don't you know if you don't you turn your nose up at them to say you know why why are you doing that right. um th- that's that's probably my only um thing that i just i hate about when you say you're a gamer to to somebody which i think mm-hmm. you've probably got your thoughts on on different things
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's become more socially acceptable. But and I've gone round and round with this concept. Uh, either been binge watching, or right now it's American football season, yeah. so people will spend the entire day watching our American football. That's totally normal. But to say that you play a video game, it's still looked down upon. It's it's not quite as judgmental as it used to be. Yeah. But as far as the toxic gaming cultures or the toxic cultures within the gaming community itself, I don't think the term gamer has been damaged permanently only because of this concept, and that's there are toxic pockets in every subculture and and community. Any subculture or activity where there's a community or fan base, there's going to be the assholes.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Just in general, there's going to be terrible people who either take it way too seriously or try to push their their whatever, and I'm just going to use that term, their whatever, into their fandom, and it's annoying, and it's terrible, and it pushes people away, and it's the vocal minority, I think, that makes the most noise and get the most attention, but for the most part... Like, for the reason why I made this podcast, all my friends who work in, or a lot of my friends should say, that work in the tech and science communities, they're all gamers. And none of them really cause any waves. They just, they turn on their video games, we play with our friends, and
1: we just, we just do it. Yeah, we're not arming anybody. (laughs) Right. It's just
0: something we do, but there's always going to be the people who... It, and especially when you bring into the bring the internet into the equation, you know, first rule of the internet: don't feed the trolls. Yeah. And they're they're everywhere, unfortunately, and they live to make people's lives miserable. They enjoy making people miserable. That's just who they are. But there's those people exist in every corner of society. So the only reason why I I'm going to say no. To Judge Greg's question is because it's pervasive in every other form of entertainment and fandom, and they're still existing. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I mean I've, I've seen it first, and as you know, we sort of we try and support a lot of uh, gaming organizations and streamers mm-hmm. just by helping yep. tweet out or retweeting the, the videos. Um, so, we'll get copied into quite a lot of people's tweets, and then some of the replies they get, you know, someone's just trying to go about the business uploading an armless video and then you'll just get people from out of nowhere yeah i mean and and, and as a business we can't say anything back we can just sort of watch this conversation happen with yeah yeah it's very difficult to be copied into little things like that sometimes
0: (laughs) oh right so you so and so in there so when you have a let's try this again so you as you just mentioned, you have associations with different streamers and content creators. Yeah. Uh, for a while, I was one of those people. Yeah. If you go back into the earlier episodes, I had the, the code. Unfortunately, there was too much of a possibility for a conflict of interest with my day job. Yeah. And rather than go through everything, I had to withdraw, which I'm still really pissed about <laughs> uh, because i mean just, as a fan of your designs it's, it's good stuff yeah, and i appreciate is... what you, and i do need to place another order with you <laughs> unfortunately i had to withdraw my sponsorship but so as you have some of the streamers tweet out their stuff you have these idiots yeah <laughs> who yeah. say nasty things in reply and they just reply to everyone in that twitter feed yeah. and you get to hear yeah, the we nonsense have to, yeah we have to
1: yeah we have to see it <laughs> have, to see, <sighs> have to see it all um but yeah I and mean, you can't really get involved with that sort of thing you can just you right. know sort of quote or retweet that initial tweet and then just get copied into the, the 20 te- uh, tweets after that yeah, yeah, right. that's, that's, <laughs> that's terrible yeah, people scared, people suck yeah sometimes that's why it's hard to see Sometimes that's why it's hard to see someone who's generally putting out a video because their tweet might be within all this other conversation, and you're trying to flick through to be able to see mm-hmm. and try and try and share something, and you might miss something. And you feel bad for oh, not supporting geez. supporting people, like you said, and uh, yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> so, so other people, affiliates, and uh, those who have received sponsorship from Gameword. We're trying here. We're trying yeah. to support you. Yeah. <laughs> Please understand. Some stuff might get lost. Yeah, yeah, it
1: does. It does get lost. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> but yeah, we, we try right. I mean, I've even tried. You know, after we sort of parted ways, I still tried to tweet your things out. And um, nice. I don't know if you did. I don't know if you noticed. You know, getting quoted in it, saying, uh, mm-hmm. "Go and listen to uh, listen listen to the podcast. It's really good." Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I see it also. I totally appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely beyond appreciated Yeah, because you you do get right. some nice uh, relationships t- together with with some of the the streamers, YouTubers, and uh, mm-hmm. you know yourself as well. We don't just just say hello and then and then that's it you, you know I, I try and answer every direct uh, message. It, it does get hard sometimes because mm-hmm. we try. And, well, I, I me personally, if, if I see someone follow me. Uh, uh, game aboard uh, twitter I, I just like to follow back um mm-hmm. so it's it's really easy to, to send us a direct message and try to uh, reply to, to every single one <laughs> nice all right time for the final five these
0: are five questions to wrap up the podcast that range from irrelevant to irreverent so lee are you ready
1: oh yeah uh,
0: yeah <laughs> uh, by this part yeah okay. <laughs> All right. So first question. The first two are always the same. The last three we mix it up a bit. So for question number one: coffee or tea? Uh, I'm
1: English. Tea, of course. Uh, <laughs> I saw that coming.
0: Uh, and I've been like secretly chuckling to myself, thinking about the final five because all of my previous guests have been American, and everyone said coffee Yeah. straight through. So as soon as like, all right, got our first Englishman. <laughs> yeah, I have a. Hey, what yeah, <laughs>
1: Uh okay,
0: so what what particular tea? Anything in particular? Uh,
1: no, just normal English English tea, um, Yorkshire tea, okay. uh, PG tips, Tetley tea, <laughs> just anything, anything with caffeine in it that can get me through the day. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're all
0: video gamers on this podcast. Do you play any tabletop games?
1: Um, I. No, the only tabletop games I've played is probably Game of Life with, with my wife or something like that. Yeah. No, I've never, never really played any not uh, yeah. gaming-related ones or, or anything like that, yeah. Just, uh...
0: Okay. So There's plenty out there. If you ever uh, decide to dip <laughs> into it, let me know. i I got a few that I can uh, start you off with.
1: oh well what some... Um, Really basic stuff because I, I had noticed that they brought out a Dark Souls one <laughs> and it looked really oh, complicated. Yeah,
0: some of those games, yeah, they're not easy. No, I'm talking about like the basic ones that introduce people into like the modern tabletop seeing like Sellers of Catan and Ticket to Ride. They're fun games that are easy to learn okay. and kind of complex. Yeah, definitely send,
1: send, send, uh, send links through. I'll, yeah, I'll send a few suggestions.
0: Uh, Alright, so question number three. Have you ever put your own child into a cosplay?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how Game of Born started. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Story time. Yeah. Story yeah. time. <laughs> so, um, I actually had it on, on the website, um, on the old website, and I had it on the new website, but it just weren't looking as good, so I took it out, but I, I put the old story behind Game of Born on there, And um, we had a photo shoot uh, before and after wife gave birth to to Lucas. And uh, beforehand, it was just the normal coming soon um, chalkboard towards the belly and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, then we'd go back and we'd have photos took with Lucas there. And um, what I ought to do is I'll send it to you. I'll put a, a towel over his head. Um, and made it look like uh, assassin, uh, Ez, like well, Ezio <laughs> or Altaïr, or whichever assassin you'd want it to be, and dressed him up as, uh, yeah, Assassin's Creed, and, and placed a PS4 controller on his chest. Uh, so, there yeah, you go. I've got that photo on my on my wall, uh, and the the photographer actually still using it on her, on her website as well. <laughs> um, and, and I had it as one of the main images on the very early GamerBorn website. So yeah, yeah, definitely, I've, I've definitely dressed dressed you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How about yourself? Uh, have, you, have, you, have you have you have have you dressed, uh, uh,
0: No, not yet. Yet yes. Yes. we'll see what happens. Really I was considering <laughs> trying to get him dressed up as a uh, claptrap from Borderlands. Oh, that would. Be but. <laughs> but i never got around to it didn't have the time to cut up the cardboard yeah i'm yeah. saying this doesn't just mean that you're going to stick him in a box does it? yeah basically <laughs> paint it yellow with some white and black stripes with a slap a hyperion logo yeah. on the side and boom you're a claptrap <laughs> maybe next yeah. year maybe next year if we if he can walk properly but we'll see we'll oh, see I,
1: I actually found their. Um... Not long after we were born, I found a blue and yellow jumpsuit type thing that I was going to put uh, one 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 onto the back of. So we had like his own mm. uh, vault uh jumpsuit. Oh, there you go. Uh, but I, I never got around to doing it and he grew out of it. And I was, I was good, but I never got around to do it. Yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, I, I put it in the cupboard and I completely forgot about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So fourth question. Uh, so Lucas is three. So, mm. Three now,
1: seven oh, minutes we'll ago. Give... Oh, <laughs> hey, happy birthday. <laughs>
0: yeah, he is three. He is three. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we'll get an estimate, see what your thoughts are on this. About how much time do I have or I can still give my son a fake or disconnected controller and still have him think that he's playing the game?
2: <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> yeah, that is good doing that. He's, he's a really clever lad. Um, and I think he, I think he knows already.
0: <laughs> oh jeez! Yeah. Oh, um, all right, so not, not much time so, then.
1: <laughs> um, so so after I get him flying about a spaceship in uh, No Man's Sky, it sometimes mm-hmm. runs around on Horizon Zero Dawn as well, so he can find dinosaurs. Cause he's obsessed with dinosaurs. And what's huh. um, We also use the same controller to play Crash Bandicoot. Now, if you ever tried playing okay. with that with two and a half year old, <laughs> um, Oh, jeez. So he he was basically, I was doing the running, and I was telling him when to press the button to jump and spin. <laughs> so, oh, so wow. yeah. <laughs> oh, so he's he already got, got to figure he's it figured out. Already learned it. Yeah, he's already I'm making sure. Okay. Of that. <laughs> All
0: right. So, not much time. Don't even bother.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question. When your child becomes of the age to create his own profile online, will you guide your child away from a lame gamer handle?
1: Yeah, it needs to be one that's not that's not got yeah, just uh, random <laughs> random things uh, <laughs> chucked in there where you can't read what it what it says or something like that or something rude. Yeah. Definitely not something rude.
0: Oh yes, I've got some uh, some other friends that uh, they must have just. You know, they made a rude gamer handle and uh, they used to run a podcast and they never gave out their gamer tags <laughs> on the podcast. And then as I mentioned, I'm like, hey, you guys are on Xbox, you know, throw me an info. He's like, okay, so here's my handle and he sends it over to me. And I thought, wow, so that's the reason you, you never,
1: never put it up. up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to ask what it is.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, alright. oh, <laughs> yeah. as long as it's, or maybe not even his his name plus a number after it, considering how many, oh, you know. Yeah,
0: that, yeah, don't do that. No, yeah, don't
1: think, do of that. So, think of something unique.
2: Yeah,
0: well, we'll, we'll get that. Oh, I know on Xbox you can change your gamer tag, but I don't think you can change it yet on PlayStation Network. No, I think that that's one of, yeah. a of the a main... running joke that like you can't change it yet.
1: The running joke, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. So much money they could be missing well, out on. Been <laughs> out I know.
0: Yeah, just get, get a small nominal fee, just so they can change their name. <laughs> anyway all right and that is all the time we have for this episode time for end of show plugs you can follow me anthony rossi on twitter instagram playstation network at Hypersyntax. that is h-y-p-3-r-s-i-n-t-4-x or you can follow the podcast directly either on twitter at vgxtpod or on facebook at facebook.com slash video game crosstalk i've also started blogging at post blogs whenever i get the chance or get the time <laughs> to uh and i'll be posting these episodes at videogamecrosstalk.com. as for my guest lee where can our beautiful listeners follow you around
1: um we're on twitter um at we are gamerborn um it's also the same on instagram um we've got a facebook which is facebook.com gamerborn uh, forward slash gamerborn clothing and our main website gamerborn.co.uk I All think right. that's everywhere you can you can find you can find us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And I'll definitely have
0: links to uh the main website and your Twitter in the show notes. Oh yeah, So look out for reason. that. And finally, if you are a gamer or know a gamer that wants to talk some tech and science news, let me know. Do you know of some tech news you'd like to hear discussed? Do you have any other general questions you'd like to hear answered on the show? Send an email to videogamecrosstalk at gmail.com and give me the deets on what's going down. Please don't forget to like, review, subscribe, and share this podcast all over your social media accounts, and we can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, and most other podcast services. One last time, thank you all for hanging out with us. Lee, thank you one more time for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really really enjoyed it. Excellent. Good to hear that. And since it is Halloween, we have some spooky quotes at the end. In the words of H.P. Lovecraft, The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear, and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is the fear of the unknown. Thank God for editing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very dramatic. Oh, man. <laughs> very dramatic. Yes, it's very <laughs> dramatic. Oh, so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're going to move into the final five. The final five questions of this episode. These are five questions ranging from... Oh, jeez, I completely forgot my little tagline. Ah, oh, this will go into post-credits. <laughs> Do you know of any tech news... Do you know of any... Wow, I
2: can talk. This is such a terrible (laughs) episode. Oh, thank God for editing.